0: He's doing the thing. No, no objection.
1: No, no. I don't give a fuck. This is cash. We've lost him. I'm sorry. Just be
2: <laughs> ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, we've got to joint here.
1: Unless we speak glorious okay.
3: shit. Mm. Cool. Oh,
1: Guys, welcome to another Hotbox Podcast. Joined today by a bunch of lovely ladies once again. <laughs> feeling very blessed, very irie. Uh, we've moved things to Thursday nights to keep it a bit casual. But it, as I've said, we're going to go with the flow see how things go. Uh, today I'm joined by Joe, Penny and Myrtle. And just to give you an idea, we're going to talk, be talking about all things kids. You know, all these ladies here are like either parents, teachers and so on. So I think they have unique insights, stuff I won't have insights certainly into. So ladies, welcome. Thank Thank you you for joining us. Thank thank you. for inviting us. Let's start things off with a pretty contentious one. How honest are you around kids or with kids about your drug use? For example, me, when there are situations when I'm at a party and there's maybe a kid, I don't make a big deal about it. In my mind, it's like a cigarette or anything else. But when it comes to use, interacting with your kids, kids in school, your personal kids, how honest do you feel you can be about drugs in general and cannabis specifically, because I think that's where a lot of kids start.
2: Well, if I may leap into this one, I'm a mom. I have a 23-year-old son, a 21-year-old son, and a 13-year-old son. Okay. Right. I've, um, I've been very honest with them for the last few years on, on my cannabis use. It's an open subject in our house. It's not a. I think the problem is when you make it a taboo. Then it's like, oh, I gotta do that. You know, kids always wanna do what they're not allowed to do. If you make it a, like, there's a joint on the table, there's a, a pack of, you know, a bottle of chips on the table, they're gonna be more excited about the chips, to be honest, because weed is like, a, it's not a huge, big shock horror thing. And their friends actually appreciate that. They, they love the honesty that that whole thing brings into our house, because even their friends feel that they can come and talk to me about, you know, real life shit that they, can't even speak to their parents about because they know that there's like an open, honest, you know, that they, they, they know to associate.
1: Yeah, I think I can agree with that. You yeah. know, I grew up in a household where the parents were both drug addicts and weed was very casual. It was just there all the time. Mm. So to me, it was nothing. Mm. I actually started smoking it after I started drinking and smoking cigarettes. It mm-hmm. was just completely accepted. But Myrtle, in schools and that, your experience in dealing with kids, because you're in a situation when you were a teacher where you have to say the party or the school line, but I'm sure you don't always agree with what's, what's taught. No, yeah,
0: you have to, and you know, I used to see it, I taught high school boys um, for quite some time, so, so I had a, a good insight into the conflict about what is told to the teenagers and what they actually want to know. They've got different questions. Mm-hmm. They, their questions are not answered in these talks by Sanko or by our dear friend Steve, the ex-addict. remember <laughs> him? <laughs> 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 he was on a first ever radio interview, and that's what I said, not even goats eat weed. Do remember him? Oh, he so obviously
1: hasn't met a goat. I've so. yeah. so
0: this conflict in my, yeah. in my classroom. And, you know, teenagers, uh, you've heard people say, so they're not stupid, and they can see when you don't necessarily agree. And so I used to get lots of questions because I was an art teacher, I was seen as being more liberal than the other teachers and uh, maybe more approachable. Like I used to play music in my class and we used to do a lot of work in the art room after school and sometimes on weekends and all of that. So I got to see the pupils on a much more casual basis a lot of the time and the questions used to come up and I think that that's where the problem is. How difficult, as Joanne was saying, how difficult is this question for you? Is it as difficult as speaking about sex with your kids? Okay. Why is it difficult? You know, why is it difficult? Have you made it difficult for yourself? And I think that when it comes to teachers and parents, you need to make sure that you know that the, the stuff first. And if you are confident, then that question becomes and those answers and that conversation becomes easier. If you know what you're talking about. Um, because let's face it, in this twenty first century, I mean the the kids know lots more about drugs than most of their parents, yes. and you're just going to show yourself, yourself up as a total palooka parent if if you go and say to your to your kid, oh well, what ecstasy you know, what is that, you know, and what does it feel like, and what does it feel like, well, I think that
1: brings us to a great point, because also you brought up the sex talk earlier, and I think this is sometimes a bit Mm -hmm. double-edged, that like with sex, if you don't have that discussion with your kid, you create the opportunity for HIV and things like that, so also when you have that discussion with children about drugs, specifically cannabis, and you say it's going to make you rape your mother, or it's the devil's thing, or whatever, and then they smoke it, it's not that. Yeah. And then they make that assumption potentially of all other drugs mm-hmm. that whoa or other difficult mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely yeah. I feel like it's a double edged sword. Penny, do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've actually held on to your thoughts for a long time. I was yeah, thinking great. about earlier well, conversation. Good. Well, you said most kids start with cannabis, I disagree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> most kids start with alcohol mm-hmm. yeah. because it is socially acceptable in society that when little Johnny or little Jane becomes a certain age, they can have a glass of wine on Christmas Day. Because it's fine. So I think most kids' first choice is alcohol.
2: Because you know what it is, hey? It's socially acceptable. They get drunk, and then they try smoking weed and they get high. And the weed doesn't hit you as hard as the alcohol does. So parents have been telling their kids for all these years, it's so bad for you, it's so bad for you, it's terrible, it's awful, it's addictive. Now you've experienced being off your face on alcohol you have a joint same week whatever whenever and it's a completely different mellow you're in control of yourself and then the kids start thinking to themselves well if they've lied to me about that what else have they lied to me about that was nothing so therefore i'm sure cat coke heroin can't be as bad as they're saying
0: yeah they're exaggerating
2: it in the movies it's hollywood And i
0: think that this, this being South Africa, one has to also just stop and realize that not every child in South Africa has got parents. Exactly. Okay? Yes. So you can't just say that, okay, it's the parent's fault. And I think that, this, that a, lot, a lot of the problem with teenagers and drugs and teenagers and unprotected sex and sexual harassment and violence and all of that is blame. Blame—it's the parents' fault. Where were the parents while this child was busy smoking crack or whatever? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, well, what if that child doesn't have parents? Yeah, you know. So I think that we can put parents under the umbrella of authority figures. Okay, mm-hmm. all the better if if the, the the teenager comes from a warm, loving home. Then maybe you can say, okay, well, your parenting needs to be you know sharpened on the edges a little bit, but. Authority figures so often take the place of parents. Yeah. And that's where the people, like even down to the Department of Social Development and their social workers that work with parent-headed, um, uh, child-headed households, that it is rotten right to the core, drug education. They rely mm. on people like Sanka and Nikro and all of these people yeah. with their dreadful co- uh, propaganda campaigns and all of that. So the people who are stepping in. As angels, I might add, because no. there's lots of people whose job it is to look after our kids who haven't got parents. Those people are misguided, and those are often the most vulnerable kids. And and, and that is where it's an institutional problem, not only a problem in the home. Yeah. So I feel very strongly about that.
1: Mm. Also, also, as one of those kids, yeah. where, and we're going to get there, as one of those now, kids sorry, with absence-ish parents, there were figures in oh, okay, school, and you, and, you, you okay. will certainly... <laughs> there's, there's this thing where, and you would have sort of gone through it because we're part of yeah. that older generation where you've been through that old <laughs> school oak comes to your older class. Included, <laughs> included, included. but <You're> also, uh, <laughs> also. But we, we, got, we got that real great thing where some really oak with thick Afrikaans lieutenant from the police mm, would come the to Afrikaans your school.
3: Afrikaners don't like weed,
1: And, t- Well, let's. Yo, yeah, <laughs> Tucker is dacha. 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 It's he Aaron's. But they would come and they would give you this heavy speech that if you listen to like Nirvana or play Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to take a shotgun sandwich or like
2: oh, when awful they played, parents they the and things OCDC like that as well. Backwards. <laughs>
1: what was your experience as kids when you were younger with authority figures coming and telling you this is their view?
3: And I really did. I just knew it was bad. I didn't, like I said before, I was 34 and I had my first cigarette, my first joint and my first alcoholic drink. So I didn't, I mean, I knew people. The school I went to was notorious in the 70s for Dacha. Like I said, they used to buy a matchbox for 50 cents. Oh, and I God. knew the guys who smoked. They'd go down to the beach across the road and they'd smoke. But I mean, I had the fear of God into me. I would never have smoked, ever. Oh, they would have killed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was the time. Because now we don't even talk about it. They know I do it. I mean, I'm fifty fucking six, but Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we should, we should... And like, it's just swept under the carpet, you know. The mound just
1: grows. Yeah. I think we shouldn't judge our age by years. It should be like you brought up earlier, the price of something at a certain point. Yeah, but it's just... Wait, fifty cents me. for
3: weed. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And you I didn't couldn't even get too of a spliff for that these yeah. days. But oh. it's just, <laughs> I find it ridiculous that, yo, yeah, when you get to a certain age that you can't be open about it. Mm. Well that brings us That's why I just because I'm not I've been part of the brainwashing.
1: Well that brings us nicely to our next point is how young is maybe too young to be open about it. So an an analogy that always gets brought up in my circles is I would rather have my kids smoke and drink in front of me Mm. than behind my back.
3: That's the rule. Yes. You were talking earlier about honesty, how honest are you? You must always be honest with your kids. That's one thing I've always said. I've never lied to them. And my kids were 9 and 10 when I had to explain to them. But in that split second that I I was still going through my divorce, and they came back from a day with their father, and my son actually, I mean, you know him. Such a beautiful child. So he came up to me and he said, Daddy said you smoke Dacha and it's illegal and he can have you locked up. So I was like, don't lie, you can't lie. So I said, okay, go put your clothes in your room and let's go sit in the lounge. And, Joe, yeah, I explained it to them in a way that they could understand pertaining to our situation. I
0: think
3: it's age-appropriate. Yes. Yeah, but really also, I, as a parent, I I learn you learn how to do that. use suppose, it yeah. however your environment is. Because I, he was a drinker, and I said to them, yes, it is illegal. I said, but when I do it, because I only used to do it when they went to sleep. I said, when I've done it, do you notice a change in me? Do I become angry? Do I shout at you? Does it change me? So they were like, no. So I said, but now you know when Daddy drinks. So they were like, yes. So I said, so you see, and that's legal. Apples I said, and pears. Mm. Yes. So I explained oh. to them like that, and they were quite happy. But then I had to promise that I wouldn't do it again, which I did. And that was a lie.
0: Yeah, that's please Can I tell my story? Yeah, you can. <laughs> so I have this relative, actually, my favorite cousin. And um, and they have a 19-year-old and a um, 15-year-old. Okay, so the 15-year-old comes back from school. There's obviously been some talk on drugs and whatever, whatever. And she is now, she's had enough for parents smoking weed because they've always been very open. And they obviously had the chat with, with the older one when he was 16. That's when they'd said things, so they hadn't had the chat with... With her yet so and she was very very upset after this talk at school no they must know so they said to her well okay we'll give up smoking weed now okay and we'll prove to you that we're not addicted because they said you're addicted and the next minute you're going to be on heroin and you know you can only imagine what they told her at school so so right so she's okay well we'll see and then I'm blowed if they the kid doesn't catch them smoking in the garage (laughs) and she was so upset it was worse, that they should have had that talk then and there, and and it upset them so so much that their daughter was upset, and I mean, they're a very close knit family and all that. And I mean, you know, I remember catching my mother smoking cigarettes once, and it was so awkward. It was such a, I just pretended I didn't see anything, you know? You can't, you know, that reversal of roles is embarrassing, and it's mm-hmm. just like, well, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when, when she caught her parents smoking in the garage. I you know, said, so don't do it, it's just going to make it awkward and whatever. Up front, I wouldn't say that there really is a minimum age to approach approach it. Uh, I don't think that it's too young. You know, it's uh, you read about all sorts of things about kids going through puberty much earlier, kids are exposed to stuff on the internet, and whatnot. if the question comes up, Deal with it appropriately at that time. I will never forget my best friend who's always been incredibly open with her son about everything. And when he was four years old, he could just sort of talk and be coherent and everything. He said to her, Mommy, what does an orgasm feel like? Mm.
1: Well, it's also like you're speaking about how it sort of evens the playing field, but it's like, Walking in on your parents having sex and things oh, like exactly. that. Exactly,
0: and then don't push it under the under the carpet because you're going
1: to make such a no, big mistake. Well, the problem is the
0: if we yeah. want <laughs> our kids to be honest with us, we have to be honest
2: to them. It's yeah. it's yeah. got to go both ways.
1: And we always have that in our. Yeah. And I'm sure the that awesome. discussion doesn't go with your kid. Hey, listen, your yeah, weed's that's fucking awesome. He has a choice. But also, like you're saying, Mert, it's the lie within the lie, cut deeper than the weed.
0: Yeah. And I think that if you're honest with your your kids, you're a much more interesting parent. Mm. Okay. And I believe from my own experience that one of the reasons why kids rebel at school Mm. and at home and why they do things behind their parents' back is because their parents are boring. Mm. They're boring. (laughs) If If your kid comes and asks you about psychedelics, okay, comes and asks you what you know about acid or mushrooms or something like that, and you give them an informed interesting answer about your opinion and you've got an opinion, then you're not being a boring parent. And if you're a boring parent and all you do is do brides and get pissed on the weekend and you never have interesting conversations with your kids, then you blame yourself if they're going to go and take stuff behind your back because no, you're boring.
1: No, I mean, no, Penny has something
3: to say. <laughs> too, I do it like you do it. Okay. No, it's very interesting because I was just laughing because I mean, you know about it. No. Oh, you said the name my daughter and her best friend. Yes. My kids and I in the early thirties and when when my daughter was about sixteen or so, then they kinda knew because she came to me the one day, only did at night when they were sleeping, she found a thing in the ashtray and I'd left it. And she came to me and she's like, Mommy, what are these? So I was like, Well, why? So she's like, No, because the end is all white, and your other ones are brown, but these ones smell nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, oh, you <laughs> call them Because it's oh. the
1: indoor, that's why it smells nice.
3: <laughs> 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 but so she and her friends used to do it, the girls. My son never deadly against it, because it's still illegal, and that's the way he is, very conservative. Mm. And um, they always say to me, I was the coolest mom in the neighborhood. I mean, they gave me this whole thing that I topped up with psychedelic, but yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you about being open because, yeah, the kids come to you. I mean, I have so many of the kids in the neighborhood coming to me. Mm -hmm. And there was one girl who I always said to them, if you want to do shit, I mean, they had bongs in the house and everything. And um, I'm sure her room was quite a hot box most times. I always said to them, if you want to do this stuff, you do it here. Where I am, and that you don't get into trouble. Rather do it here, and my son would crack me out. And I'd say to him, rather let them be here mm. than out there, when God knows what will happen. Do we really them. want to such here worrying yeah. about whether our some drunk driver on the yeah. road has yes. just killed everybody? Uh, I went when I went uh, uh. when I went down to Cape Town last mm. month. Neither of them do it anymore, but they've okay. organised for me for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are good daughters there. Eh.
1: <laughs> Raise them well, but thanks. neither.
3: I was like, don't you want? And they're like, no. do stop. The other one says she's just not into it anymore.
1: No. That's cool. As long but as, as they, they don't knock. Okay.
3: Cookies, but no. this is the
1: thing. Change mm. their mind. Change their mind. And your experience with your boys and
2: that? With my boys, okay, You're so... You open hair. Hey. Yeah. You
3: are very open.
2: While the, <laughs> two, the two elder ones were still younger, I kept it very under wraps. And my mm. mom was incredibly anti. She's only really sort of <laughs> understanding my passion now. For, uh, but the last sort of three or four years, okay. Very um, I sat her down with some videos and educated her. University of YouTube. Watch this guy. Watch this guy. Watch that guy. My youngest son caught quite a bit of those videos as well. So, and he was like nine at the time. So he's you know, and I've never been anti in front of them. Obviously, um, I've always said to them, boys, if you want to smoke cigarettes, you're allowed to do it from the age of sixteen. If you want to do this, tell me. If you want to do that, um, if you want to go partying, tell me where you're going to go. I'd rather be upset that you're there than that you've lied to me. And then if yeah. you've told me where you are, you know, you can phone me if there's a problem yeah. and not have to lie to me. And even if it's just moving from party A to party B, I will come yeah. and text I'll you and make sure that you're alive. Yeah. And we still they have that thing now. Lying. And they know that I don't really want them drinking. Um, they, they know my feeling on alcohol. So um I'm quite happy. Um, my second born, no cigarettes, not into booze, not really into weed. Good for him. You know uh, what? He's got If if, if he wants it, I'm not saying it's there on the table every day. It's in a safe place, it's not lying all over the place. My mom would never have that. She's pro-medical use, but you're not allowed to enjoy it. Um, <laughs> not allowed to have fun. Not allowed to have fun. Uh, but, um, you know, it was probably about six years ago, sort of, because it's, it's always just been out in the garden once the kids are gone to bed, you know, or sneak one in on a Saturday morning before everyone's out Yeah. And, and I think my firstborn noticed the difference on those days because he'd look me in the eye and he put a big uh, smile uh, on his face and he just knew it was going to be they're not no. stupid. So, they're yeah, true. I've always spoken to them and said, if you want to try this, if, boys, if your first cigarette, have it with me, you know, your first drink, first you want to get drunk, do it with me, let me see how it, you react to it because different people react differently to different things. Your first joint, boys, please come to me, I will make sure it's the best ever, you know so it's
0: always been an ed- there but you can it's also been... turn that on it on its head i mean mm. uh there's millions of parents out there who don't smoke weed mm. so now how do you uh, and you don't know anything about weed mm. so how wow. do you broach the subject yeah. when the big talk comes up well this you, tell us... your, you tell your kids to tell you about the weed yeah well, yeah, well you that's tell good. me what have you found out from your friends on the internet that's very good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what
1: have you learned out from cdc no what's it Doctors for life. <laughs> but I'm sure that's not the first thing that comes up. But also it brings me to my next point is we're going through this sort of weird transition now mm. where you know typically it would be a parent finding out about their kid's use. But now we're seeing it in the states particularly where, where they have legalized. The market that's growing the most is the older market.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's now this situation where you now have to tell your kid about your use.
3: Yeah. Or, or and yeah. okay. it it I was just saying, rheumatoid arthritis mm. oh, We can say all that, but in let's winter. face it no, but it's If real. you're smoking
1: it to get fucked up Which we do sometimes
0: yeah, exactly. to, to take
3: the but edge also, Do you know when your fingers are so stiff You can hardly time it And it's just, mm. it is amazing
0: I think you can use That's that That's why, can why can the, the older generation
3: yeah. yes. Or the
0: older generation I can tell you why they start smoking Some of them start smoking again because again. it's been, been illegal for so long. They mm. used to smoke when they were hippies, or in varsity, or bumming yeah. on beaches, or whatever. whatever. And now that the laws are being relaxed, now they can start smoking again. And they've missed it all no. these years. You know? So I think from that, from that that's a great yeah. way really to be really creative and interesting with your kids. Mm. Yeah, Is to tell them about your be re- smoking Like, I'll never forget I told my parents, but it felt oh, like I was cool. telling the kids.
2: Yeah. yeah. Tell your parents that you are open to being approached about cannabis if they're looking for it medically or not. Um, You know, then that gives the parents also an opportunity. No, no,
3: but for the people... If any of my nephews
2: are out there. There's there's people out there genuinely looking for the stuff and they don't know who to... Of of the older, older
1: generation who are now like, hey, you know, I used to do this in the 60s and then... Mm. And also weeds changed a lot since then as well. Mm. But do you have any top tips for coming out to younger people about your youth.
3: Oh, I'm so open with them, and they're always so shocked.
1: are <laughs> oh, you like a fucking vegan, where you say, the first thing is, let me show you a picture of my indoor. No.
3: <laughs> but they're always just, they like like, oh, some of the youngsters at work now, just like, every time it's like, They're not Then I take them a cookie, and then on a Friday, I'll, you know, they more fire. Yeah, I know, they think it's awesome. Okay. And then in half an hour, I'd be sleeping. Well, I watched the freaking sunrise. I didn't sleep, my eyes were like this. But sometime I must have fallen asleep because I woke up with both dresses for school shaking me awake. Yeah, so I was like, much. okay, I got up and I was like, oh, my head is very big and heavy. I need to just kind of support it. And as I walked down the passage, these walls did this there. <laughs> so I found my neighbor and i was like, I think you should take my kids to school, please. And then another neighbor came over and he knew he had a joint in his hand. And he said to me, I know you don't like this, he's like, do this. An excuse, you can have a story and a reason and yes. a whatever, whatever.
0: But if you just like being stoned, mm. then sa- tell your kids, I just like being stoned. That's what it I told my kids. Like in the, the right
3: for my head. Okay, yeah. so I've changed that's now after much for 22 the years, minutes, yeah. now I like getting stoned, but it's good. the ourselves, because we're not here yeah,
1: vomiting and mm. getting inebriated. Oh, excuse and, uh, me,
3: you know. as a person who never drank, do you know what it was like to be around drunk people or oh, it's Exhausting. <laughs> and everybody comes to me, why are you so miserable? Hello, <laughs> have you seen how fucking stupid you all are? Or you have to make an
1: excuse for, oh, like, my let me, let me put a theory out there. You know how, like, sometimes you're not drinking because you've had enough and you're taking it easy and you go to the braai and the oaks are like, no. Why aren't you drinking? And you have to give yeah, a long like excuse. So they to prove. You
3: they would put a drink in front of me and I'd pour it on the ground, then they'd get angry and say, But I told you I don't want to drink, I'm not thirsty. But maybe it's and like that in, go, in our huh?
1: circles now with weed, where if I yeah, start smoking, be... there's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Feel>
2: pressure. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
3: I, I think one,
0: you need, need to look I out just... for that and respect. And if you're. You know, your kids, your parents, your, your whatever, whatever, don't like weed, then that's so okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Don't force it in their everybody. face. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah, like yeah, people who smoke okay. cigarettes
2: will smoke outside out of respect of the people who, you know, don't yeah. smoke cigarettes. Yeah, but the people who don't
3: smoke weed are me. Have you seen people's faces when they say about... That's oh, just because say, they say, need to get No, 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 wait. No, wait, wait, wait. When they say something like, oh, is she on drugs? <laughs> so why, why do you say that? So they're like, it's a saying. So I'm like, okay, is she on drugs? So what drug do we mean? Sugar? Coffee, cigarettes, alcohol, and now they're looking at are like drugs, man. So I'm like, but those are drugs. Those people, every day on Facebook, there are two tribes who piss me off. Can't function without my coffee. I'm a bitch before my coffee. You're hooked on a drug, sweetie. Is it wine o'clock? Yes, at three Uh, o'clock. Is it wine o'clock? What message are you giving to your kids? I've had a shit day. Let's have a glass of wine. Oh, I'm so tired. Let's have a glass of wine. Kids think alcohol, bad mood, whatever makes you happy. Mm. Wake the fuck up, people. But then I also think, don't, don't knock
0: alcohol too much as well. I'd love a great glass of wine. Yeah. Cold you know? Beer. Or cold. Beer, I or hate it. But I mean, it's just not a priority. It's not something mm. that I think about very much. I was really, really blessed to not have any alcoholism in my immediate family. I had exactly the opposite. I had the teetotalers. Ugh, boring. <laughs> You know, so don't... Careful of knocking alcohol too much because there is migration. But do you know how much it costs
3: our economy? Mm. Do you know how much it costs our economy? And Mm. why do you think that there are so many, like you were talking about earlier, how many single parent families are there? Mm. And how much of it is because of alcohol? Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Alcohol costs the economy can't make it against so much. The law. It's
0: always going to be around. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's, just, it's just, it's just too
3: socially acceptable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody. There's a woman I chat to on the track, and when she heard I was going to carry around she's like, "Have a glass of wine for me." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I don't go around to everybody and say, "Oh, have a joint for me." And... Yeah.
1: But it's like advertising as well, you know. In my mind, when it comes to alcohol advertising, it should be compulsory. For every ad that you put out there that says life's all cold beers and jet skis and bros and braing on a boat, Mm. there should be one that says, whoa, but. But also, maybe with weed, we can be realistic from the beginning that there are are abusers out there, whether it be a, Uh a, a result of their situation or not. So, hopefully, we can actively accommodate accommodate those people better, which is why it's so important
2: to talk to our children so that they can
0: understand the importance of everything in moderation and Responsible use I think sometimes you know I wouldn't go through puberty again not for all the money in the Mm -hmm. whole world I wouldn't Mm -hmm. I wouldn't that whole thing of being a teenager and all that really sucked Mm. so there's a grave danger for teenagers to get hold of the indoor and to take to the couch and this is a reality. Mm. Get home, throw the school bag in the hall, slouch around, raid the fridge, take to your bedroom. There you have your TV, your Xbox, or whatever, and hold yourself up in there. The place eventually sm- it stinks. Mm. The mother can't stand it anymore. And then we get an email from my son's He's not interested in sport. He's not interested in music anymore. He's not interested in all that. It's real. Yeah. You know, it's real. It's all very well saying to teenagers. I know for four years I stood in front of them and tried to teach them art history. Can you imagine trying to teach a 14-year-old boy art history? Um, They bore really, really easily and they will do what they want to do. And what do you say to... uh, I'm going to ask the mothers because I'm not a mother, I'm just a teacher. Uh, What do you do if your kid does that? Takes a bedroom, smokes weed all day. You've been all liberal about it and whatever, whatever. So he's... Thinks it's okay, okay, but he hasn't got the emotional maturity to, to make a good decision yet, or to take your advice. So now what do you do about the stoner teenager in the bedroom? I blame the
3: parents. Because too many parents do not spend enough time with their children. They get given money and lots of privileges but they don't spend time with them. No. I used to take my kids outdoors. When my kids were 14, when they were still 16, they were building tree houses, they built bloody skateboard ramps in my driveway. Everyone hung out at my place, and they yeah. were kids. They were still kids. And I think that's the parents, you've got to instill it into your child. But yeah. parents today out to a Z, you know? And also, if I can, don't have kids. Then. The correct, the
1: Webster's dictionary. What Myrtle's referring to is a motivational symptom, and it becomes like a chicken and an egg thing. Was uh, was I lazy and demotivated, and as a result, started smoking weed because it fitted in with living on the couch? Or did I smoke weed and then get lazy and gorilla glue myself yeah. to the couch?
2: So here's what I've always been saying. I've always been saying that it's we've been told from little, from primary school, if you smoke weed you will be stupid, lazy, unmotivated, unsuccessful and that. So then comes the day when the child tries the weed for the first time and they like it and they think, oh shit, I like this. Therefore, I've been told I'm going to be lazy and stupid and unmotivated. I, I can do that yeah, and no. blame it on the weed. That's like it's not do. the
0: weed. You
2: are being lazy and unmotivated. And get off your ass. So the, when if you smoke a joint, don't sit down. Do yeah, something. Get into oh, the habits.
0: Yeah, I I think it's got to do with talking. It's all very well you know, talking to kids, mm. taking them out, whatever, being very involved in your kids. I think it's got to talking about what do you feel like when you are stoned mm.
1: like mm.
0: that. What like, what's what, your, the yeah, outcome? So so why why is your 16 year old coming home from school and smoking a joint and what it is about that that he likes and talking through the whole process Mm. and knowing things like it is much better to decide what you're going to do and then smoke weed and then do it simple little tip don't smoke the weed and then go sit on the couch and decide Mm. what you're going to do don't do it. that and explain that to your teenager so to use weed as a as a a tool but maybe It's artistic or sporty. Now, uh, we've got a good friend who plays squash when he's stoned. So, you know, maybe that appeals to the teenager. That kind of honesty Mm -hmm. on how to use it as a tool instead of saying, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) clean. I
3: love (laughs) (laughs) mask. It's a sprinkling every Saturday morning. Good luck getting a teenager to do that. No, every Saturday morning. My teenagers did that. I had a roster board with names and chores and every chore had a price. Sounds like teenagers Mow the lawn, at they fight. Man. Mow the lawn, clean the bird's cage, pick the dog shitter. Okay. They used to fight over yeah. who did the most Get the checkers, get the dog shitter. You to no skills. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But Parents you, don't put the effort in today. My kids are getting lazy, spoiled, yeah. and, and prohibited shits. They yeah. need to do chores, kids, yeah. not just dish. You're going to have to raise everyone's and kids. And the same time. Yeah. I was just thinking, let's, let's hold a summer My camp mother. for teenagers. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, and those, nice. not, kids. those naughty no, kids, no. you can't control. I'll fucking whip on you really? to show You, <laughs> you can have that. I'm genuinely. allergic.
1: am Pop a no, few no, cherries. No,
3: I love it.
1: Anyway, you brought up something great. You <laughs> said schools now, I, and for me, that's a big thing because. Yeah. Currently, in SA schools, the drill is leave your bags on the quad, the yeah. sniffer dogs come in, and what? they search for drugs. I've oh, been through this many South times. Africa. Yeah, through yeah. so this. this is without permission. So at best case, they'll get permission slips from the parents, but it's a human rights thing. It's a privacy think it's thing. Context. What
3: gives them yeah. the right?
1: I'm sure it's contentions. So what are your thoughts when it comes to, not just that, when you come in a police state, basically. But also, piss testing, drug testing kids. Because now, and this this is very mellow, I only read about it about a month ago, and it's very subtle, but they were talking about making drug testing compulsory for kids who now enter at high school level. So they say, it's a piss test, if you don't pass the piss test, no education.
2: I think that's dangerous and stupid. I and mean, then, what are they going to do with all those educated
3: kids? We already Make have them problems. drink piss, I
2: don't know. Firstly, I don't believe the kids should be taking weed to school. Kids don't take weed to school. No. It's stupid.
1: Right? God, it's stupid.
2: It's really stupid. You've so much time left in your life. Don't do fuck about don't now. Just that. get down and do what you need but to do. But they Get school over. Focus. They do take it, though. Yeah. So, so it's irritating. irritating. They shouldn't be bringing in dogs and stuff.
3: I think because that's Because this
2: is putting, you know, if you think a kid is, is smoking weed at school or interact with the kid, don't. The dogs and the and the cops, you're ruining but I system. think you've sure got to find a way like from the parents, they're not that the
0: teachers. The, the, the point should be to find a way to make having weed at school uncool. Yeah. Mm. Because at the moment, with all of the prohibition, and we'll bring the sniffer dogs, and we're going to t- test the kids, and we're going to do whatever, whatever. It's just making it more cool. Yeah. Ah, look what I got away with. I managed to yeah. have this weed in my bag all day. I didn't mm. get a chance to smoke it. It's like bringing but a gun to school. It's like, bring it, it's, it's like pushing that envelope. So, And I, I can tell you that most kids would probably think it's very uncool to bring a gun to school. Mm. Particularly with all of these mass shootings in America and all of that. So that's done with. Tick that box. But how do we make... I haven't got the answer to this question because I don't interact with teenagers anymore. Um, how do you make it uncool? Maybe we should ask the teenagers that. The teenagers who already think that it's uncool to take weed to school. We enlist them. You can have a little workshop with the, with the teenagers, you think? And they can come teenagers. up with ideas on really how do. to make it uncool to have weed or any drugs or alcohol or that stuff at school. Because at school you've got to concentrate. It's not time to shift your consciousness. Do that other times. Yeah. 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 So there's a challenge. Ah. To help. Get them around.
1: Yeah.
0: We'll must be an answer. Yeah. Is a that's a really good uh, idea. Make it
1: boring. Just make weed make, so boring. Uh, make it boring. Yeah. No. But is well,
3: there so a joke chapter of so? Moms for Mail or time to, to do, do it later and that's yeah. my point. I mean, I did well at school and I studied and I didn't do any of that shit. And okay, I could have maybe started But doing there must have been kids in your school
1: who did do that
3: shit. Oh, yes. And that's the cool thing because in the 70s, I think today I would have been bullied. I was in with the coolest lot of girls. I was bullied. And I didn't smoke cigarettes or anything. And they used to smoke after school and have a joint. And they were still friends with me. I mean, you know, that wouldn't happen. Well, that's it. I was bullied at school
2: and I started drinking and smoking weed so that I could appear cool so that they would stop bullying. So me. you could fit in. And then actually it made yeah. the bullying worse. I was the slut of the school before I even knew what we were getting off with someone it was so embarrassing.
1: Yeah, but I guess that's stigma <laughs> because also kids who get bust, they must get so stigmatized in school. Like, don't get me wrong, as a kid, no, for me, I think a young life. be cool. I, I was going to say exactly yeah. that. Heroes, man. Yeah. Smoking weed at
2: school, been there, done yeah. that. It's yeah. this whole rebellion urge that they've got at that age. Oh, I know, I it's
0: know. like, look, it's. I think it's absolutely natural to have that rebellion thing. I was expelled from boarding school. Where my parents <laughs> are, no, you so know, it's not, it's not, it's not such a big deal to be a, a a rebel, but to to carry that rebelliousness as an unhealthy thing to to that makes you try and look cool through to adulthood, it doesn't work because mm. it makes for total assholes of adults, mm, yeah. you know, um, who rebellious in that sort of childish way. So, yeah, just pointing out to teenagers that that. You're going to have to grow out of this rebelliousness. You can't always be in trouble because it's unpleasant and it creates conflict. You've got to find some other way of being cool. It's not rebellious that you get in trouble all the time. Yeah, stop it. And the schools beam. need to because have the right, right the
3: discipline in place. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it is. Stop I like this it's like guys This is being more like a lecture. Yeah. Because we you say our, our life is going to Seriously, by now, if they easier. are teenagers there, they have tuned out. Are you listening like to us, lecture. aunties? No, no, no. no myself. Not me, guys. That's what I'll run. I think we're going to call you. I will run the camp and it won't be a lecture, teenagers. Promise.
1: It'll be a fucking. My God! Britney Spears sex riot. Right? Yo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, so, I think between all of us, we can agree that there does need to be some sort of sort of age limit mm, to yeah. use. But let's say yes. now there's a kid who is like a serial offender in school, gets passed, gets passed. Not even necessary for dealing, but just having weed at school or not passing the test or whatever. Do you think there is a point where you say okay? It's, a, it's an issue to the point where we say no education or go do like community service or I don't know. No,
0: there has to be some alternative that that kids are interested in. You can't block the education,
2: you can't block the education, no. there's got to be a more gentle
3: way to handle The things. children's basic rights or whatever from mm. the UN, well, that's a why. child is entitled to education. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But maybe the education that the child is being pro- uh, provided with is not appropriate. Yes, not everybody needs to go to, go to the main school. school. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So maybe Neither that, of my no. kids,
3: they left in at seven. My son went to, um, what do you call it, technical school, yeah. Uh, yeah. wood joinery. Yeah. And my daughter went to beauty academy. Mm. She did him a trick there. It was registered with the department. Yeah. But, yeah, that... that they didn't want to learn history or science or anything. And they both excelled. But even so, that even at a technical
1: school or an art school or whatever, those same rules would still apply. Yeah. You know, don't pass the P-test. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, right they there. didn't
3: test that because then my daughter was still smoking. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in the uniform. <laughs> Old school, though.
0: Hey? I don't know. Uh, I think that the whole thing of education is shifting and, and it's a bit... Growing pains. Sorry, but a Penny, if I'm sounding like I'm doing a
3: lecture. Okay. <laughs> no, man, but the yeah, two of you, know you were both getting <laughs> there, eh? Did you check them? Yeah, was I really was crazy. getting quite scared because you were both like, looking there and telling them what to do. And I was passionate like, about like, the kids. Yeah, but I like, yeah. yeah. was like, you sounded like a passionate. lecture. They've tuned yeah. off by now, eh? The traditional six friends.
0: subjects for matric, hold on our uh, school system is changing. It's changing, and I think that's changing along with our drug policy, it's changing along with how we speak about sex, it's changing. And I think that's at the bottom, and if, we, if as activists for cannabis, I think that we need to have a foot in the door when it comes to rewriting mm. drug education. Yeah. Because drug education in schools in South Africa that we know of, it's fucked. Yeah. It really is. They talk the biggest load of shit. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And you you can't be telling our kids shit anymore. They're more different than
2: us. We can't be having these like raging ex-addicts making movies and writing books going up on stage and being all dramatic. You need actual people who actually smoke weed and are being actual productive human beings in life to
1: go and show a good example. And have your kids ever been searched at school? So have when they we they have. And did you have because to sign a slip, or was it just?
2: It's in the app um, when you sign to
1: book them into the
3: school, whatever they okay. call... it's
1: all It's compulsory. When are we starting
3: it's to tour the schools?
1: But then you still got <laughs> to. When are we starting
3: to tour the schools? Williams, I don't have time. At the You're going yeah. Okay, guys, who wants us to tour the schools? and I. Oh, Come on, oh, comments, yeah. comments. you are going to have to get an old strung guitar so we can do
2: some stuff around the country. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I don't, I don't
1: know if that's going to the gonna the change the too soon no. in terms no. of that message that gets across I think everyone's going to get some burnt out mm. junkie who's going to come play like Davos or Kreis or some cuck mm. and yeah. tell the kids how oh, everything fucked up his life and these guys are usually ex-TV stars and I think that's just going to go on forever but there will be parameters and I think certain schools are probably more depressive than others
3: if I only, only some we of us so-called celebrities would speak out yeah, we need more of you but to come out of But they just seem to be spineless. I mean, seriously. Come out, come out. So really, much to lose, oh. you know.
1: South Africa, I think, culturally, is still, like, 20 years behind, you know. You don't see a joint very oh, often on, on see a line. Come delight, on, man. one come well-known come known come celebrity. For the
3: day. <laughs> one well-known celebrity who's successful. Someone has got balls. Challenge out them. there. Was no. 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 There was an
2: actor. was an actor from I the you conference. I know yeah, tell
1: you yeah. I heard about that. My got a photo with <laughs> your, your. Oh, But I don't <laughs> think you can out him, now. Don't out a him. A <laughs>
2: Oh mm. my god! We're gosh. not changing the subject. We're not
3: oh the subject. Like, No, we can't oh. change the subject. Oh. <laughs> We're, We're gonna have non existent Summer I tell you. Can I tell you the vision I
1: have in my head now? Because you guys you guys really you, use objectified this poor motherfucker. Uh,
3: <laughs> and as I walked up the stairs, I shouted, Nick! And he actually oh, looked go. up from his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Nick from Igoli? Yeah, he used man. to fuck everybody
1: okay, well, up. And... <laughs> it's alright, <Sorry>. it's <laughs> done. So, but anyway, you guys Objectifying you so bad on the car ride home or whatever.
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) never mind. I am so oh
1: well done. No, it's okay. I doubt it's an issue. I was learning
3: about the medicine. Oh, so anyway, he still did a post actually. He was at the cannabis convention, he was speaking about a friend
1: yeah it was very polite and it was very very, very professional yes. so it's not like the oak was there getting back but no, yes no, no, no. we are seeing celebrities we've had brandon or Rhett on here yes. and it is happening you know guys aren't necessarily coming out of the closet but are supporting and are curious are. and they want yes. to know but i do want to ask you it's like you know there was that kunene thing where the dude ate sushi off of checks yes well i can oh, see yeah. are you saving that oak with the six pack here so chiseled <laughs> with the weed in it and your joint uh, you reckon yeah. you roll joint off neck hey I don't know,
3: but I was going to say, I didn't even know who he was. Let's ask Brandon if
1: you'll take a position next time for us, eh, Joe? I actually
3: Facebook stalked him. Do you know? that? I can believe it. He's got a lovely daughter. I
0: I think we should make better a a
3: show. I I think we should should get Brandon
0: to come in and we'll get the massage bed and we'll have him (laughs) all oiled up and nicely and we'll roll spliffs some of his six packs.
3: I'm qualified for oh, oh, therapist, yeah. Hashtag. Just mentioning. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, we'll, see, we'll have to see if that challenge oh, is accepted. Yes. Yeah.
3: He saw his picture in the barber mm. shop. Yeah, I old. remember. He told me. Mm. That's yeah.
1: where I saw that big sex pack. Okay, yeah. guys. I'd like to see it. Yeah. On a lighter note to wrap things up.
3: Yeah. I'm sure is you'd it like to. It's
1: finished already. Oh, just about. Oh. So news that broke this week. I'm just sleep.
3: getting
2: started. News that broke this <laughs> week
1: was about yes. uh, SA's first first uh, cannabis club. So it's basically a place you can rock up. They've got indoor dabs, whatever. You can buy your shit there, sit down and smoke your shit there. Boom, that's the deal. It's near and I'm not going to say more than that. Mm. Not my baby. Yeah, but... I'm hearing more about places like this coming up. I know there's a place in Cape Town where the deal is, there's a back area, it's a nice restaurant, and it's actually specifically where you can bring your own weed and smoke. So these are like speakeasies from the old days that are like popping up all over the show
0: now. I think it's fantastic, and I think that there's lots of establishments that have been like that for, for many years. I mean, look at the House of Tender and Yeovil. Um, Remember we used to do our Tandoor in winter, Saturday afternoon, chill session. (laughs) Chill indeed, it was ice cold. (laughs) Tandua has, since I lived in Yorval in the 80s, uh, Tandua has been one of those speakeasies and I think that it's absolutely great, but listen dudes, be safe, Mm. there's still, there's lots of sharks out there, particularly if you go to one of these places and you leave, Mm. Okay, rather just go and have a spliff there and whatever, and look. But when you leave and you've got to stash on you and all of that, um, yeah, just be safe and we're there if you need us if you get into trouble. But yeah, um, I think it's great, but it would be great if it progressed with integrity, okay? Um, because there's also lots of sharks out there. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm. And Penny, you're saying you're speaking to the guys at your work about this because the pricing. About this place, this at least the it's social damn
3: expensive. exactly. Yeah. Like
2: hundred... Oh, no, grand.
3: The guys at work were like, "What?"
2: I'm just wondering now that they've no, come out the closet expensive. and, like, kudos to them for you know coming out the closet so publicly. How long
1: until they get raided? Unless they're connected or um, yeah, paying... you know, a person has things <laughs> and one wonders. But I imagine and places is... that operate so publicly in a place like that must be
3: connected. Mm. They must yeah. be safe somehow. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's very expensive. It well, as we've expensive. always said,
0: you've got to prepare for legalization, and then there's going Yo. to be an incredible flood on the market. Um, and yeah, and then the prices will go down. Because it does sound really expensive, the prices that we've heard mm-hmm. from this place. But maybe the 800 rand per gram was for concentrate, yeah. okay? which is still expensive for concentrate um, per gram. But uh, maybe that's, and you know, maybe the media weren't really accurate either. They little bit known for that especially with figures and whatever so i don't know i uh, suppose wish them well
1: yeah personally i can believe the prices you know i think prices from what i've seen is very much a location thing so in Santon i believe indoor king Command having an
3: 80 possibly paying for the privilege of, of being able Santa. to do it in the public yeah, place suburbs. as well oh the northern suburbs is huge i'm apparently in the north
0: a and then
3: just, just one last thing on these
0: places that are, that are opening up it's all very well and good but uh, please guys if you're watching out there how's about supporting legalization while you're yeah. doing it because yeah. are you just, you're just doing it blatantly, blatantly there but who is going to make it official for you mm. all of us and us activists who've been working so hard so how's about taking putting a little tip jar little dacha couple tin on your bar, on your counter where you sell your weed Mm -hmm. and people can put a tip in there and you donate it to that. That would be great. That would be a great gesture. It would show that... Yeah. And help us get everyone there quicker. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Even just just sign the petition
2: if you haven't done that yet. I can't believe there's still
3: people who haven't signed the petition. Sign the petition. It's free. All come on the 7th of November. 7th of November. Constitutional Mm. Court. Yes. You can take the train to Park Station, get on the J1 Park Town bus, and get off at the second stop. Cross the road, there you are. It's a silent Come.
1: protest, so we won't be able to give penny.
2: Action speaks
3: louder
1: than words. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. Get, we can definitely get into the silent protest now as well. Can we
3: do a silent cheerleading dance too? That's silent. up to you,
1: silent, silent flash mob, be so sad.
3: Yeah, with pop bombs, like school <laughs> days.
1: So, on the topic of clubs, <laughs> I get a bit sucked into, like, a few years from now, I think five years and ten years ahead, where we see now clubs as an established thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, in your mind, if you were to go to a cannabis club, you know you're going to get dank. You know you're going to get lots of sorts of dank to float your boats and clean glass and all that. But what would be the sort of thing that would make you want to spend an hour or two or three there? Library, chill, Mm -hmm. community garden. What what would you Mm -hmm. like to see cannabis clubs identify as? Firstly, and this is my big thing with
2: everywhere is service. Just good service. People are blown away these days by good service because there's no good service anywhere. You always get good service. So good service, like proper proper Mm -hmm. decent good service in a garden definitely and a library definitely. Yes,
3: Mm -hmm. I was going to say like Amsterdam because I remember I went there 12 years ago and yeah it's just friendly and there were different sections where all of them were different. Cause there was that one where with the mushrooming where they filmed that one oceans movie oceans twelve, that one was like very noisy, very loud, like TV's blaring everything. Mm. But then others, there were people who would be reading. Then there was another section with music, and then people eating. I'm partial to a nice big lounge with comfy
2: leather. Yes, that's just like this one
0: reading part. Mm. Or there's another aspect of the social club as well. When when Joe was saying about the service, Mm. I think that um, the social club model that, that Spain uses can be expanded on to be a club, to be an association of people. So, yes, there's a venue, and it's really nice. And it's got all of these things and all that, that, but it's almost like a golf club. It doesn't have to be exclusive and expensive and whatever, so, so that you can protect yourself against the, the whims of fashion, mm. okay? Because spaces come and spaces go, and... And if you widen it, to mean the members of your club, they come to your venue, they bring visitors to your venue, they can also order from you online, they get a great service that way, they get um, uh, all the information that they need about the product, they maybe get a say in what strains that club is going to grow Uh, for their members in that time. Um, And a social club doesn't have to be a thing that is something, some venue in the suburbs and all of that. It can also be a collective of rural people who get together. And they can have a social club venue, way in the middle of nowhere, where you can go and visit. Like a, with club, club where you go from
1: like, you you know? I keep saying this, puckerware yeah. parties, like puff home sales. <gasps> exactly. mm.
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's lots of opportunities for really, really cool things to do with weed. That's right. I must say that Amsterdam and the coffee shops and all that, it's very nice. It's such a stunning city. It's the only place in Europe where I could imagine living. Not that I want to leave South Africa. But Ireland, really, those, the coffee shops, they're dark, they're full of O's wearing black, smoky, to breathe fresh expensive, to mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. expensive coffee. Sometimes they're so busy that it's really difficult to get service and the staff are very curt with you and not patient and all of that. So that's not necessarily my model. Uh-uh. I think it's a more chilled sort of vibe and a wider net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really with lots of difficulty. different ways of doing it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it'll, it'll be like restaurants and venues, it'll all find its own identity. Mm. But yeah, I am looking forward to that aspect as well. Because it would be nice to go somewhere like where there's beer fests and that and spend a day chilling, meeting like-minded people. And like you said about Amsterdam, I don't know what your experience is like, Penny. Maybe does it doesn't get a bit overcrowded because a lot of UK, a lot of people come into yeah. Amsterdam to get as fucking high as possible.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah.
1: Whereas yeah. maybe that's not ideal, you know.
3: That's I, I spent yeah. a lot of my time, I went to a couple of them, but at the, the place where I used to live, the one guy came from there. And he told me which coffee shop to go to. Okay. And I got everything for free. Because I said so-and-so sent me. And he was like, oh, cool, like, how easy, And he hugged me. And then he asked me, "Now I'd only been smoking for like three years. And then he asked me, do you want to get stoned or do you want to get fucked? or I don't know there were two differences yeah. and I was like I don't know what you mean so he's like okay we'll start you off on this and he gave me a menu and we started at the top yeah. Roll then for me and everything because I was oh, so and so's friend. Yeah. And I, I spent three days there and then my mm-hmm. friend came to fetch yeah. me
1: and it's nice that you say that because maybe people do want to go to an environment not necessarily to sit down but just that experience of you know what you're getting yeah. you have an idea of what's in, there's someone there to say hey If you're lightweight, maybe don't smoke this Crypto Chronic Squared shit, (laughs) Mm. maybe just start there
3: and then we see. The guys Mm. should know, yeah, because that's why he started me off very slowly. Yeah. So I mean you can't get any idiot just giving around. I don't know,
1: maybe they do, like maybe it's like a bottle store. A guy comes in, he buys his 20 pack of Jägermeister, (laughs) bulk, (laughs) macro trolley full and you ask no questions.
3: Right? Suppose, and he so. comes
1: back next weekend and he does the same thing. Okay.
0: Sadly, That's also okay. If That's another model. Will ever get that yeah. easy. It's yeah. gotta be space for all, for all of the different things yeah. because it'll find its level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it but we'll, people
3: just it judge. We'll they are so self-righteous. You know, they'll open their door at work and they're like a fucking walking chemist. And when you call them a drug dealer, they get affronted. <laughs> but you are a drug dealer. Yeah. Let's see, yeah. your pill will You're not again. supposed yeah. to have pills. Yeah. Your people yeah. are very indignant when it comes to weed. <laughs> It's weird. It's, it's like, like it's hypocritical though. But maybe we're so so I've decided I can't get one about I like, also can't empty. get it. Oh, I get so the more I want to slap them. And oh, no, I'm way too happy. No, well, it's,
0: well, not. Not it's not worth it. I also get on it. no energy.
3: Yeah, no, We're not missionaries. No. We're not here to. We just change everything. Well, that's why I can't be halfway. It's all or nothing. But it's I have to I actually say to people, you're talking cut.
2: Oh yeah, if people are talking absolute cuck, I do have to stop and say a word or two, but... Yeah. Um, I but I'm promise. very
3: passionate. And then yeah. it comes across like I'm angry. Yeah, but and it's... then people get pissed off at me. Because then they're like, but you're supposed to be chill because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, work... like a guy who <laughs> works you up. And when you're basically screaming, he looks at you and goes, why are you screaming? <gasps> Fuck,
1: dude. <laughs> just smoke <laughs> a fucking joy <gasps> penny and chill, no. man. No, I know. <laughs> That's why. They're not
3: going normal.
1: But I think... To, to, to wrap things up, um, that's, like you're saying, you're passionate. There's a lot of us that are passionate about this. No. And we know it's tough to take off on a weekday and whatever, but guys, 7th of November. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday.
3: You can apply for leave. If anything, for the cause, take one day off your leave. Come and be a part of history. Yes, come on.
0: Also, we don't, uh, we don't, because we've obviously never, we've been inside the Constitutional Court, but we've never attended a hearing. So, we can't guarantee anybody will be, many people will be allowed inside the court. We're not, Mm. we're not sure. So, um, but there is a large courtyard um, that is outside the court that could take a lot of people and there will be permission. Permission will be got from the Hillbrow police station and so that will all be in order so everybody should be safe
3: and um and yeah but we just don't know about inside the court. So bring food, bring snacks for the day, bring water Check the weather out if it's going to be hot or cold. Bring an umbrella either way. I'm not sure about bringing your bombs. And remember, it says silent. It's no greed and And it's silent. So behave and show them what we really like. Be the example. Yeah. Be cool. And be part part of it. Be there.
2: And be prepared that possibly those other people will be there too, shouting our faces. And they're quite ugly and they're quite mean. And you just have to breathe through it. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Think happy
3: thoughts. They're being paid. Don't be ugly because it just takes that one person and then everybody starts typical stoners I saw a headline yesterday about some farm overseas or something and it was like boost for potheads and I'm like god Jesus you know oh,
1: but there's gonna can't be a the journalists get a
3: little bit more original
1: oh Taylor's oldest time, but I think oh. people are also not sharing that and that and that's Some wank
3: man. wank. You think you're so special? Butt heads and. Oh. Okay, cool. I'm starving. Guys, can we go make dinner? Guys, no. thank
1: you. That was great. Please thank like, you. subscribe. Seventh of November, we'll put a link in. Come peaceful come. protest. If you can come, it's going to be cool. You'll meet some cool people.
3: And that. tell us what you think of Joan Art touring the schools. Oh fuck! Shit. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>